Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to our House of the Dragon recap show, still unnamed. Uh, we'll get to it. A subtitle, We're Ready to Be Heard Again. Uh, episode two just happened a little while ago, so this is the direct recap. Uh, episode two called The Rogue Prince, The Rogue Prince, excuse me, on the line tonight. Uh, we have one special guest. We'll get to her in a second. Uh, it's Brother Beavis or my Grand Meister Beavis. What's happening? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on the line, it's Big Hodge. What's happening? Hello. All right. Our second podcast tonight. Uh, and in the bottom uh, corner, if you're on YouTube, it's Lady Dragonstone, who will be referencing us uh, with book references from the book that this TV show was rated on. Say hello. Hello, everyone. All right. Eric, very good. All right. So to recap episode one, a bunch of stuff happened. And uh, that's pretty much it. All right. No, <laughs> no, really. If you wanted to go back and listen to what we talked about, that's fine. But to recap, uh, we have a new, we have a king. He can't have a son. His wife died in a very brutal fashion. He goes against tradition and names his daughter to be his heir. His brother is like, that's some bullshit. And that's where this conflict picks up. However, before that, and in the course of that episode, before we get to episode two, there was a line dropped in there about some shipping routes, which was very much like, um, like <laughs> in the Phantom Menace. <laughs> There's a taxation on trade routes. So I'm like, Oh, here we go. I don't like that. So anywho, uh, that was mentioned as a subplot in episode one, and it becomes a major issue here in episode two. Um, before we get to that, uh, the N word did appear, but it was brief nudity. Do anybody remember seeing any nudity again? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I mean, I'm uh, just saying. It, it said brief, and I it must have been super brief. Uh, yeah. because and to set the preview for the show, this shit is icky. That's basically it. That could be the subtitle for what's going on in this show, but we'll get to it in a second. Also, the theme music, they ain't even change it. Oh, all right. So was there not an intro last week? There was, because... but it was brief and it was, they didn't have the, the, like the original Game of Thrones entrance with all the kingdoms popping up. They just had, I don't remember what it was, but it was something, but now they got a whole full intro, but with the same music. Yeah, that hit me. I was like, what? Like, how do you distance yourself from the original series when you have the exact same theme and basically the same style except blood yeah. blown yeah. through whatever? And I guess like the dragon gears or whatever that, I, that, yeah, that was striking because like the identity of this show is going to be a problem. And the mm -hmm. more they lean on the, the main series, which is all they've done so far yeah. to me is to the detriment of this show. And that's a, another star wars reference as well uh there'll be another one here coming up so anyway so we cut scene uh the first part is the end of a battle uh it's what's the crab man crab crab feeder the crab feeder yeah that's going to be a villain here that we have coming up and you see all these dead soldiers with crab do crabs be eating people like that dying soldiers know. oh dying so it's fine but do crabs be eating people like that yeah, like we be eating them hungry enough that's kind of messed up if you think about it, because it's like really like, oh, you in my water now. Boil okay. this. All right. So, yeah, there's all these injured soldiers. The crabs are eating. I know if you put a chicken neck on a string and drop it in some water, the crab's going to get it. So I would guess so. Hey, man, we all meaty. Uh, the King's Council was meeting after this battle, and uh, Lord Corliss is very upset, um, you know, because these taxation on his trade routes uh, by the Gungans is really upsetting <laughs> is upsetting his money and he wants the king to do something uh -oh. about it go ahead uh -oh. brother <laughs> master Beavis. who had the black dude was the villain uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's that white hair that does it every time yeah exactly well in many ways here this comes up too um he's like he wants something to be done and the king's like, eh, you know, we're not going to go to war with the free peoples. You know, that's really not a, a great idea. My job is to keep us out of wars. And he's like, yo, um, the go. free people are emboldened by the fact that you let your brother take Dragonstone 
without any kind of response. And we're talking like this is six months from episode one. Much and, like we, and we can't get a six months later Chiron or anything. <laughs> yes. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Or Russo brother. Six months later. I know, right? Boom, Cleveland. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he's taking up Dragonstone. He's with his. Uh, I would like to. Uh, I'd like to phone a friend, please. Go ahead. Uh, is Dragonstone where uh, <laughs> the unpopular Baratheon fled after he wasn't named heir? Can I get a ruling, or was that Lady a different Dragonstone? That's to you, Lady Dragonstone. Yes, it is exactly where he fled. And, and yes. with that, with that was Stannis, right? Okay, so the move is when you have a lightweight side angle side air declaration and it doesn't come about you go to dragonstone the mope yes all right <laughs> awful <laughs> well as they're having this king council's meeting uh princess Renera, she has been named the heir but she's also still serving freaking wine <laughs> which is kind of weird uh she's like oh you know what we should put those people down you know let's send the dragon riders there and that'll take right care of it and Lord Coros is like, at least your daughter's got a freaking plan. You don't have shit to do. And, you know, she's not supposed to be speaking in the in the small council meeting. You know, and she gets like kind of some stern looks. Um, but they give her a duty to go pick a knight for the, you know, the king's guard. You know, they lost one, so they got to go find one. So that's her duty to get her out of the room. Uh, why does the head king guard look like Triple H? <laughs> Current Triple H, not old. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the big beard, right? He's got a beard on. Him. I mean, not the maybe not as bushy as Triple H, uh, but yeah. So she picks the Sir Tristan. Uh, he fought the Dorna. She was the only one that ever had any combat. All the other ones were all kind of, you know, chasing, chasing uh, uh, beggars and those types of things. Um, so yeah, so that's who she picks. And then now the king is with his team, Boo. But what's her name, Lady Jackson? King or Princess Alice? Something. Lady Allison. Allison Hightower. Hightower. Alice. Alice so Hightower. They forecasted all these uh, jacked up nail scenes. Like she was when, like her and Renaris were there, and they were like, Ee! "I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. like whose dad's hand came into that camera shot?" <laughs> and then they like they like. They went to it later. I'm like, this is weird. weird. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's her thing. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> the whole thing with the king, <laughs> the whole thing with the king and the hand's daughter is really, really weird. But it, but it's fine because this show is not going to depict sexual violence against women. It's fine. Yeah, only off or, or, or exploitation. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, the king is worried about his his relationship with his daughter, uh, so he tells he talks to his daughter's best friend. Of course, I mean, what other dad would do that? Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk to my daughter's best friend about it, and you know, the king is like, "Hey, you know, is she okay? Does she talk?" But don't tell her that we be talking and shit. Like that would be really weird. I don't think she would take that very well. But you know, hey. So she meets up with uh, Princess Renaris. They go to, I don't know why they're praying and all this fire and stuff, but she's like, this is a way for me to commune with my mother who also died. You know, their bond of friendship has been strong. It's girl power. What you specifically like about television show? Uh, Yes, I love uh, this part of it. Young girls and, yes, and power. Hooray. Did did anyone else like think that this was like CGI candle flames? Like the whole yeah, it looks like. and, and at that point I'm like, you've got the industry ready to turn against you because you're not satisfied with lighting some candles and like filming it. Like <laughs> how like how hard is it to make a, a practical set of a ring of candles and just let them burn? And I guess if you got a reshoot, like if somebody's gonna be like, oh well, this one's here and that was there and they cut, they're like. We had a Starbucks cup on the table last time, and we put that <laughs> shit on TV. So, what do we care about some candles? They're burning people out to make some like still fake looking candle flame. Yeah, I'm it's just saying. Uh, yeah, I, and the manipulations of this particular scene with the with lady whatever and her that's just bad, you know. Yeah. And it, you know, she gets her all crying. You know, my, my note says my emotions. 
you know, from the the manipulations here. It's just... But I also, it felt to me like during the dialogue that uh, Rhaenyra's like, like she kind of knew something was going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that too. Um, so there's going to be a meeting, which was very reminiscent of the first episode, I don't know if it was the first episode of season one, where, um, oh gosh. We'd have meeting y'all. <laughs> where, uh, the, oh God, man, help me out here. Who gets his head lopped off in season one? That would be, oh, well, I'll, I'll my, defer to it. That's my boy, uh, Stark. Yeah, so you'll say, so there's a meeting that he has with the king's wife in the garden. Right. Where she essentially said, you know, when you play the Game of Thrones, this is going to happen. And so that scene with uh, Lord Corliss and his wife. What's his wife's name? I'm hot. Oh. No. Oh. Uh, Lady Dragonstone, this would be you, Lord Corliss. Oh, uh, that's Princess Rainus. Thank you, Princess Rainus. Thank you. They have this meeting out there. And, you know, he's basically like, look, you know. The kingdom is in a little bit of trouble. Uh, you know, what we could do is unite our families together, you know, to, to the Valerian house and the Targaryens together. We can bring these two houses together, you know, and rule this galaxy as father and son. And, you know, they're like, oh, okay. But yeah, you're going to have to marry our daughter who's 12. Um, but it, but it's fine because. <laughs> Yeah. The show is not going to depict sexual violence against women. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, like, uh, so this was like weird, like for sure. Mm-hmm. And because we saw the twelve-year-old in episode one, Storm. Like, oh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Storm and Shard. I was like, wait, I was like, honestly, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, they must have had a different daughter they didn't tell us about. No, no, no. that's day one. Yeah, they were gonna marry this twelve-year-old. Um, She's got a bad wig too. Yep. Hey. Oh wait, crown. I'm sorry. She need to get all weave checked. <laughs> <laughs> she is going to. They're going to unite the families here, uh, and you know this is this is coming. We, we need the, a unified front. People are are circling essentially the crown, thinking that it's vulnerable and weak. You know, his line is, is like you don't. You know, you got to sail into the storm or around it. You never let the storm come to you. But like I said, that reminded me very much of that scene um, in uh, season one. Yeah, so that's it. That's it. Uh, so anyway, all right. So you'll need a new wife. She'll provide you heirs. She's twelve, and we'll get to that even creepier scene later on. Um. So then we have a dinner scene with. Uh, the king and his daughter. You know, we haven't spoken much in six months since your freaking mom died. Six so, months later. Yeah, since they haven't spoken much at all. You know, I really loved your mother. And, you know, I really did. But um, yeah, uh, you know, you're gonna learn. You know, the ways of the force here uh, to not be speaking when you're not to be spoken to. So they're trying to rebond. You know, it might be a little different if you weren't at a table where y'all were twelve feet apart. Also. To maybe bond well, it's not like the uh, Batman and Vicky Vale date from. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Do you enjoy fair. eating in here? <laughs> this is uh, the part where it hit me. Like, if how much better would this show be if, like, they left Viserys's decision about his wife and his child ambiguous, mm-hmm. um, rather than showing us elbows deep into the murder scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the sake of showing us elbows deep into the murder scene, right. how much better would it be if they uh, left it ambiguous and he like sort of lied to her for an extended period and like she was all in with the family. And then it came out that he made this decision that ruined everything that motivated mm-hmm. her to like, you know, to, to go against her. I like there's so many more ways they could have used that whole situation that would have been better than elbows deep in the murder scene. Yeah, it, it get a little bit ham-handed for sure. Um, yeah, don't speak at the council. Uh, and then we go to the king, the, the scene where the king, whose disease we're still not sure of, like leprosy or something, and yeah, then with like- the maggots on there, like that's pretty gross too. And that shit, them look didn't look like CGI maggots. 
Them look real. I don't know where they, they found look more them, real man. than the candle flames. Yeah, I don't know where they found all them maggots. That's just gross. Uh, it's like, hey, you know. The, the funny part is like, this is the guy who gave him the last set of advice, which left him without an error that he wanted, <laughs> that he like drove off the one error and then lightweight made the other one that he clearly has faith in. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, yeah, that went well. Let me stick my hand in some maggots. Right. Not good. Mm-hmm. And so he tells them uh, the night the Grand Meister is there and the hand is there. And he's like, hey, you know, Lord Corliss made a proposition for us to, uh, you know, marry his daughter, the Lady Raina. And he, they're like, I mean, oh shit, nigga, twelve year old something. You know, I mean, that's basically it. Nobody's like, no, I don't think that's such a good idea because of that. I'm like, well, I mean, Hutch, this is gross, dude. Come on, it's you know, it's unfortunate. It's gross in 2022. It's uh, in these this times. Is, oh. This is not historical. (laughs) This is a modern day person that put this story down. So that's not an out. That is not an out. We we Uh, know. Lady Dragonstone, how old is she in the book? Because I think in one of the other books, the kid was like 11 or 8 or something like that. Uh, Typically for the show, like they age them up. But for this show, they're making them age accurate because they skipped a little bit in time so yes Rhaenyra is 16 and she is 12 in the book too and Lady Raina uh Lena the Corliss's kid yes yeah she's 12 12 okay gross all right so they both do the same thing that Corliss said like look you're gonna unite the two houses you know to bring back old Valeria this is, you know, this is going to be good for everything and everybody. You're rotten uh, ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. And there's a hand that's like, look, man, you know, as a father, you know, somebody lost his wife, you know, I understand that you lost, you know, that. But as the king, you know, yeah, do what you got to do. I don't envy your decision, but you still got to do what you got to do. It's what um, we call a conflict of interest. Yes. Here. My note says, this shit is gross. That's my note. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And then it, and then they were like, let's triple down on that. So you have this scene where this old ass man, and I mean old ass king, is walking with this damn 12 year old talking about dragons and the history of the dragons and where this dragon is and all these types of things. And then it just stops on a dime. Like, Hey, so, you know, I will give you many children. Like, uh, you know, it, uh, it was gross, man. It was gross. He's like, did your uh, father tell you to say that? And then he's like, what'd your mother say? Like, I don't want to have to, you know, fuck with you until you're I'm 14. Like, come on y'all. Like, seriously. Okay, so I know, like, I don't read fantasy books. I think that's, I've been on record of that. I don't play fantasy games as well. That's fine as well, too. Is that just a part of the sub-genre of fantasy, is that there's all of these old men with these young girl versions or whatever? Is that pretty much the, the run of it? What? That's, unfortunately, that's still reality, too. Once you leave these borders... Check check it out. So it, it so it's not necessarily that, but in much the same way on the comic book podcast, we talk about like people they should not be writing for the characters that they are don't are not representative. It's it's that bad. And I'm, in fact, so I'm listening to uh, I actually read the book, so I claim that credit. But I'm li- I'm I'm listening to the the wheel of time right now oh, yeah. and the depiction of the female characters there is just bad in different ways. They're all <laughs> bitchy and there's this, I don't even want to go into it right now, but yeah, there's like, there's just, there's this scene right now. Just all right. Go. So there, all right. So there's this mechanism go in the book it. where they have these, this like essentially mental bond. And okay, so the main character, his whole thing is like he's in love. Well, he's in love with these three women, so he gets to marry them all. 
but they have this mental bond. So when one of them has sex, they all like, they're like all orgasming all the, all over themselves mm. because it's some dude that wrote this and it was weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily 12 year old girls and a grown ass men. It's just old ass men writing weird stuff like, and then, and then covering it over that it's historical or fantasy or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's inappropriate. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, again, would it have been better if they portrayed this person as a 16 year old? Yes. Honestly, as opposed to a 12 year old and casted an actress like the lady freaking hand of the king. Like, yes. Like, it, it's still bad, but it wouldn't have been. I mean, that was beyond creepy, man. Like, that did. Fuck, oh, man. I was waiting for the, the catch a predator dude to jump out. This is <laughs> awful. That, this that's is terrible. True. Yeah, that's true. It's true. All right. So, so when as she's leaving, she runs into her, I guess that would be her cousin, the queen who never was. Is that her cousin? Her uncle ain't her. Aunt? No. She's Viserys' sister. Yeah, Viserys' sister. So she's her cousin. Right. What's her relationship? No, that's not. No, she's not the king's sister. She's the king's cousin. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that too. And then I read something there. I thought they were brother and sister, but they're not. That's his cousin. And she was the queen. It never was. And she's watching this whole conversation with her twelve-year-old and the king talking. And then so is you know Princess Rhaenyra's. And so she kind of runs up past her and she's like, you know, does this bother you? It's like the king's got to do what he's got to do. Renair says, you know, it's like, yeah, but does it bother you? And, you know, they kind of get into this back and forth. And basically she's like, look, you they would rather burn this kingdom to the ground than see a woman, you know, be on top of the throne here. And Renaris is like, well, when I'm queen, I'll make a different rule. She's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. They passed over, you know, I didn't get it. He's like, well, they passed over you, you know, because you suck. But, you know. Yeah, and that was another scene where I was like, you know, again, probably probably different from the book. But again, wouldn't it be a better story if having been passed over, she put her weight behind this new princess and tried to like, you know, tried to get her instilled or at least had some kind of positive message or. You know, we'll try again this time or something, but that's right. not the story. That's right. the story that never was. So, <laughs> from the queen that never was. From the queen that never was. Lady Dragonstone is that the core part of that story? Like between the two. What I can say about like the Fire and Blood book is it isn't written in the same manner as the Game of Thrones book, war, where you have like dialogue and the actual thoughts of the characters. It's written as literally like by Septa. It's like a Westeros history book. So you don't get to see really many quotes or interactions or get to see inside the character's mind. But like from the different accounts that sometimes it does hold, it does say that uh, Rhaenyra has held some sort of resentment for Rhaenyra. And she didn't really like the fact that she was going to be able to be queen. But they didn't really have much of a relationship that was alluded in the books. That sounds horrible. Yes, it does. Um, All right. So we get to another, so we get to the uh the another scene with the king and the hands what is this thing? Oh wait, let me, I want to say one other thing. Uh for as much as they went off book in the main series, why can they not use this material as the inspiration to tell a story that stands up? Right. And that doesn't engender these conversations we're having right now. Yes. You, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Changing them one of those characters to an 18 year old that has at least a little bit more uh, something to them. Yes, it, it, it would. But you said this like last week, like they just want to they want to kind of keep one foot in that old world. But then mm-hmm. trying to tell like this kind of new world kind of story with like black people in it, too. All right. Yes, that is correct. They're they're, they're trying to link everything together. Mm. I don't know if I if I came up with this line before we went off or if I came up with after, but the thing that hit me is this show is more concerned with Easter eggs than dragon eggs. 
Did I say that? No, you didn't say that last week. All right, so this is a show that's more concerned with Easter eggs than dragon eggs. They want to they want to put in, oh, look, we're just like that other show, and remember this, mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah. It, it's not, I I wish this was a show in and of itself. Yeah, that's independent of its own. Yeah, that, yeah. So it took itself away from a little bit of that. Yeah, they weren't looking for that. They were looking for something that was close enough. Um, so the king and the hand's daughter have another scene together. Um you know, and she's like, well, you know, he tells her, you know, I'm supposed to, you know, maybe marry this 12 year old. And like, I'm sure she will enjoy your company, my, your grace, just like I have. And she brings him another dragon that he had dropped. You know, with his <laughs> What's up with the finger thing? With the messed up dish. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is perfectly normal. What are you that's, talking about? That's disgusting. Everybody does this. <laughs> that's, hey, that's disgusting. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're very kind, he says to the hand's daughter. And then the hand comes in. And he's just like, hey, uh, you know, we need to have an emergency small council meeting. You know, let's roll over <laughs> we that. We need to have a meeting, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, there has been a dragon egg that was stolen from the dragon keepers of yeah, a dragon egg was stolen. And this is all in what Valerian, I guess, that they're speaking. Did you see that thing on Twitter? Where, well, maybe not on Twitter. You saw someplace else where this lady um, was having a Game of Thrones themed wedding. By the way, they were white, just in case you didn't know. Um, they were having a Game of Thrones themed wedding and she required that, like, uh, her bridesmaids learn how to speak Valerian. And, you know, and the one they all got like, raped. <laughs> and then they all got raped. <laughs> and the one lady was like, oh, I ain't what the hell? I'm not learning how to speak this shit. And, you know, like there was this drama because she wouldn't learn how to speak Malay. It was like, yes. They no, were no, I'm, unfortunately, I missed that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send y'all a link. Uh, no, so- please, that's fine. You don't need to. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. You yeah. provided a very vivid description. I don't need Thank to see you. anything else about it. So Prince uh, Prince Damon has, you know, sent an invitation. He's stolen an egg. He sent an invitation. He's like, hey, I'm about to marry a lady, somebody. And she's with child. And, you know, she's, he sends an invitation to his brother to come to the wedding that's going to be at Dragonstone. And that pisses everybody off. It's like, you know, how dare he? He's already got a wife. Let's uh, take a second wife in the Valerian tradition or whatever. Uh, his note says, uh, you know, Prince Damon, the rightful heir of the Targaryen Empire. And, um, you know, this becomes an issue, obviously. So the king's like, that. I'm going. Let's, you know, let's roll. And they're like, no, we don't think you should go. So the hand grabs a group of, you know, knights or whatever to head out to Dragonstone and confront Damon about this particular bit. Um, so we get dragons. Basically, like this is a this was just a scene to get dragons in, which was fine because again they were so rare through the early parts of the original show, and then now we can get them, you know, a little bit maybe sooner. Do you think they look better though, like the dragons? I mean, I don't know about that. Like it's whatever. It's it's you know it it I can't. I can look at a She-Hulk and tell you the CGI is messed up. I, I don't know that I can look at a dragon. To, I, I'll, well, it looked fine to me. I can't look at a CGI wyvern and tell you it doesn't look like a dragon or whatever. Yeah, I thought I thought when the orange one rolled up at first, I was like, oh, that one looked really, really good. But then when she comes in on the dragon rider, like I, that looked kind of super fake. Um like, well, they never had or rarely had those ri- uh, shots of Daenerys like up close yeah. on it because it looked so fake. But um, I, I thought when, that. when she it when she was on the saddle and she there, there was one scene where they showed her like on the dragon saddle. She reached over mm-hmm. was like, where am I? This is weird. I don't know what's going right. on, but it wasn't necessarily the dragon. But honestly, I don't know that I can explain it. Uh, but like this scene. The, like there's a couple things here that that actually felt like it got Rhaenyra's over. Like the one that she like all this posturing and Damon clearly wasn't you know had nothing for Otto was probably about to burn Otto Hightower and Chris McCole yeah. and everybody else to death. Like the fact that she just like rolled in, like brushed them all aside, had a conversation with Valerian that 
you know, nobody else was welcome to. And mm-hmm. like the, her and Damon that, that, you know, there's a, I hope it doesn't also get creepy, but the relationship there is like, he wants, he does want power, but not as not necessarily at her expense, although it mm-hmm. inherently is. Right. That dynamic was interesting to me for the first time. And with her coming in there and just like, again, sort of clowning Otto Hightower, elements of that were really cool and got her over with me. Yeah, um, I, I like that particular scene. That was the highlight of the show for me. Yeah, I, well, and think about it like this. We're getting more towards the end. This show was zero violence, zero N-word. Like, I was like, man, it, I, I can't. So did you rush everything into the first episode to get everybody yes. on? And now you're trying to slow the storytelling down, which is what you're supposed to do. Like, really, like you don't need to rush to the end now, especially now that it's already been renewed for a second season. Like you have time to tell like whatever story that you're looking about telling. But um, but yeah, they get met by Damon. You know, he says, um, you know, give us back the egg. No, Renera shows up, has that conversation that Brother Beavis alluded to. He gives back up the egg. And storms back into the castle. And then his whore was like, um, the fuck? Like, you told people I was pregnant. You told people he was getting married. Like, none of these things are true. He's just, like, poking the bear to kind of see what kind of rise he could get out of his brother, which he did. And I think he, you know, I think what you were saying, like, he wanted to start a war. Like, if we start this war here, then it could get started and I can, you know, maybe do whatever to get to be. Or, or he wanted his brother to show up and, like, you know, have a legitimate conversation about why am I not? Yeah. yeah or, you know, why are you jumping over? Like, around? I, I've not been, I'm not convinced that Damon, that Damon is, Damon is providing off ramps, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, that he, he has not resolved himself to conflict and put himself at odds with his brother. Mm. I think the familial bonds are important to him in a way that the bonds with him and Otto Hightower and the rest are absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And so attaining a balance with his family while not being uh, marginalized by these other people, I think would put him in a good spot. And there is a path there. And I don't know. I suspect they will never find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's an interesting foil in that regard. Because he's not just a sociopath or psychopath or whatever path, but I just don't know that we're going to get there. A, a, a bit that I missed on the nefarious watching that I got on the second watching is that the dragon egg that he stole was the egg for baby Bela. Yeah, yeah. And that was an extra level of shittiness. Uh, yeah, that, well, that, know, and that that's kind of on brand apparently for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that was not really yeah. cool. Uh, that didn't go over very well. Um, so yeah. Um, and so his lady is really upset. She's like, you know, I came with you out here, man. And I'll be honest with you, I could not understand a word she was saying. I had the captions on. Like I could not understand. Like I I understood accent. Really, it was rough for me. Um, it was rough. Uh, and she's just like, you know, I. I came out here to, you know, you know, to you to rescue me from, you know, from fear. Like I'm tired of being scared all the time. I've been sold to a bunch of people. I've, you know, used all up and down and whatever. Like I'm, I'm wanting to escape that. And I thought you could provide that. But again, much like other folks on this show, you know, she's just a means to an end. You know, he doesn't <laughs> care for I, her I in any way. Well, yeah, he doesn't care for her in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but, you get yeah. The, the the sign that she would have been more than content to be the con- consort of someone of standing, and and right. and him in particular. And now it's gone above and beyond. So we'll see where that goes. Should be good. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> well, what's what the st- show that has the one a young prince of a high family in love with horse? Sounds mm. familiar too, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Where did All I right. see that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So anyway, so the king's back uh, in the castle. He goes to another one of the Jews on the small council. He's like, I need your opinion. 
You know, you think about this marrying a 12 year old thing. He was like, yeah, no, that's what we do. Marry 12 year olds. You know, he's going to unite the family. I mean, he's getting the same answer from his entire, you know, small council. It's the exact same answer, which makes the end kind of go off to the side. Go ahead. I'd like to phone a friend. Uh, this kid stood out to me last week and I was trying to figure out who he was and I couldn't court like he's a, not famous enough to have a picture. So I was like trying to like, who is this? Who is it? So what do we know about Lionel on the council? Uh, Lady Dragonstone. Not much. She's not that important. (laughs) (sighs) Nothing. Okay. Good to know. Um, Yeah. Maybe that's why I couldn't find anything about him. (laughs) Yeah. If the book don't have it either. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, there's nothing to dislike about Lady Rena other than she's being 12, you know, she'll make a good mate, she'll give you lots of freaking heirs and finally have a boy. And, you know, you, you can't keep putting off this marriage thing. Like, you know, this act that you're not married is going to show weakness in the kingdom. We need to do that. And Corliss is, you know, he's taking his shot, you know, as it starts to come out here, we'll get to it here as we're getting to the end. Corliss has, you know, started a play at this Game of Thrones here. It's like, look, we're going to unite these families here, and I'm going to put you in essentially an impossible position. And if you don't do what I want you to do, then it's going to create a problem, even though the king initially, so he's like, oh, he won't take his ships away or whatever. He's not going to do any of that stuff if I don't do this. And this dude was like, mm, he might. I don't know about that, sir. Uh-huh. And you know, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but so they get to the, the council meeting at the end. The king is sweating bullets and he's about to make his announcement to the small council. He's like, uh, I'm going to get married. And everybody's like, Oh, okay, you know, his daughter's on board with this now. He knows everybody on the small council. <laughs> You're on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, everybody's there. He's like, I'm going to take a bride. You know, it's time to, you know, make this whatever. Can't keep putting it off. And he's going to marry Lady Hightower, skipping completely <laughs> over this 12-year-old for the 15 or 60-year-old. <laughs> and uh, and Corliss is like, this is some bullshit. He didn't say that, but that's what he meant. Yes, he. that's what he meant. This is outrageous, I think, was the exact quote. And you know, it's like, well, okay, bet. And he storms out. Then his daughter storms out. And then his bride-to-be, I think, also. No, she doesn't storm out. I think it's just his daughter and Lord Corliss that storm out. Viser- pronouns, pal. Viserys' daughter storms out. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, Viserys' daughter storms out. And, you know, they're left there. And he's going to be marrying Miss freaking, like, nail biter. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see at that. And so then um, we go back to, um, you know, Dragonstone. Um, is that right? Hold on. Yeah. I mean, it was not apparent, like they tried to conceal it, but yeah. I have another phone a friend, phone a friend request. Go ahead, go ahead. So we get the second son's name drop. Wasn't that what, is that the name of like one of the, uh, the mercenary groups that Daenerys recruits uh, uh, later on. I believe so. Yeah. I think that's the, the guy that they recast. And I can't remember his name yes. at this point, but he was, yeah. he the leader of the second son or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Lady Dragonstone, that's the dude that played. Oh God. What was the dude in the second hunger games movie? He uh, was carrying that old lady around. Uh, Fennec O'Dare. Uh, oh That's yeah, me. yeah, Fennec. Yeah, he. I don't know if he was the original cast or the. I recast. think he was the original one, and then he yeah. got recast. But I yeah, could be wrong. One. Yeah, the fact that you knew that, uh, Grand Meister, as a smack really offense as well. All right, hey. So sometimes here. you have to watch. You have to know your enemy. I can't. I can't make fun of those movies if I hadn't seen them. This you don't know how much Harry Potter I've I've absorbed, so I can just rail on that. Uh, I cannot get past 
Uh, Lady Dragon's Hogan. I can't believe it passed the fourth one, maybe. You uh, haven't seen after that's the fair. fifth one. I've seen yeah, them all. I no, I had. You know what it is? Okay, because that's the one. Speaking of dragons, whichever one with the dragons that's chasing Harry through that yeah. thing, like which is a great scene. I've yeah. seen that one, but after that, I haven't seen it. That's probably the last good fire. book or movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last the, book is the best book. That's not even come debatable. On. That's not debatable. It's the best. It's the only <laughs> That's one. That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. It's the best one. Okay. The last <laughs> book. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. All the right. The last so book get... is all about them being terrible, and like That's she fair. has to fill up an entire book with them like camping out. And she wastes so many pages <laughs> that she has to burn through the climax of the of the whole series. No. And half the entire no. cast dies off camera. And we don't even get to see the end of their stories because she can't manage her own books. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she hates trans people. Yes. That's it. She also that. Her too. <laughs> All right. Back to the show. Uh, let's see. Oh, so they storm out, and so then we get out to this scene in at Dragonstone. As you see Lord Corliss talking to like a fireplace. Essentially, you know there's somebody there. I, the the fact that everybody knew it was friggin', you know, that he's talking to Damon, like before the scene started. And he's, you know, telling the history of Valeria and about his family and you know how he came up from nothing to build his house to one of the greatest families in the world, or whatever. And, you know, basically he's like, look, we're, we're cut of the same cloth. And I think we should join together. Essentially, we have to put down these free people. I keep trying my taxation of trade routes, uh, is a problem. I keep telling your brother, we need to do this because it's fucking with my money. He don't want to do anything. We got to get rid of these crab people. Like, where these Jedi come up and try and get exactly. And, you know, let's see what we're going to do. And he starts shit talking his brother. And Damon is just like, I will speak of my brother any way I wish. You will not. And, you know, that kind of puts him back in his place. And, you know, we have to go and kind of figure out what's going to happen with these two and these crab people. And they kind of cut back to the scene where these people, I mean. And, okay. and this is, what is the dude? He's got like a. Yeah. He looked of, like. Um, he looks like somebody Cyclops? from the bad, <laughs> from the bad Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, I, all of them. I first saw it. One of the people, I was like, "Is that Proxima Midnight?" Because <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Fair, here? yeah. You know, I'm like, come on, man. And so, okay, so the original series would have definitely casted these people as black or natives or something like that. So now we're gonna make them kind of look like aliens. To like not get you know, <laughs> or, or, you know what I'm saying? Or like this is what they're doing. They're just playing that line there because in the past we we know what that would have been. There's some Doth Rocky shit. So this Uh-oh. is like the other half of the Ned Stark conversation, right? We got to see Ned Stark like lose his his shot at the at the title. Mm-hmm. At the he we we saw Ned Stark lose his championship opportunity. Uh, and we didn't get to see all the scheming behind him. And now that's what Corliss and Damon are. We're getting to see the other side of the story. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's fine. Like I, you could kind of see that coming. Like, I mean, again, like, like, man, Corliss is definitely trying to play the game of Thrones here because he put him in an impossible spot. Like, and that was perfect. He is, but he isn't because he's been forecasting it the entire time. Like he's been very clearly the bad guy, but the King is also, Friggin' maybe Ned Stark stupid himself, yeah. you know. He's not able. Well, Ned Stark naive to he's not be able time. to kind of see what's going on. And again, you could play that out as that he's not making great decisions. He's living in grief. He lost the love of his life. He doesn't have an heir. Like all of the shit is going on around him. <laughs> that he can't figure it out. So I mean, if you're gonna tell that story, you could maybe tell it a little bit better but that's it so that's really episode two y'all the rogue prince not a lot happened and we're going to institute uh what we did on the previous podcast where we go thumbs up thumbs down and who won the week um so if you had to go all the way around the room 
we'll we'll go with somebody that's done this before. Uh, Lady Dragonstone, you have to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to the episode. And then you have to see what character you think won the week, like who was the best character on the show this week. So Grand Meister Beavis, uh, who won the week? Y'all know why I'm here. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Come on, who won the week? For the one scene that like really grabbed me, uh, and and I was looking at my watch for the other fifty eight minutes, Rainier's. <laughs> I like seriously, I was like, yeah. Damn. Is this over yet? Yeah, this was a yeah, this was a boring episode. So I'm assuming you're taking thumbs down. Oh yeah, <laughs> the same. Ramirez and Greg and thumbs. It's thumbs down. Thumbs. Okay, so in comparison to the pilot, is the pilot thumbs down too, or was the pilot thumbs up, thumbs in the middle? The the pilot was thumbs down for the just the nonsense like. The horrific over the top violence that was nonsensically paired with yeah. the, the unprompted violence jumping out of the jousting to prove a point that was never yeah. earned mm-hmm. with characters who were never featured. It was thumbs down for a different reason. This was thumbs down for being boring. Okay. Um, the first one was thumbs down for being derivative mm-hmm. and needlessly violent. This one is thumbs down for being boring. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's thumbs down because literally nothing happened. But just to take a different uh, character, I guess, um, that going thumbs up, I guess, freaking lady hand of the king. She didn't want to do it. She did it because her father pimped her out. And now she's going to be in position to be the queen. Uh, and you know, you know, <laughs> with the, of the castle there. So just to take somebody different, I, I'll say, I can't, what's this? Allison, I'll, Allison I'll, Hightower. Alice, Allison. 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 Al, something else. Al Joseph. Allison. Uh, there you go. Al, Al Cowens. Al Cowens. All right. Uh, Lady Dragonstone, who won the week? I'm going to have to agree with you and say that it was the high towers, mostly auto high tower, but it was definitely mm. the high towers. Yeah. Because, I mean, he played the Game of Thrones. He got his daughter on the throne. He kind of yeah. won. And to give yeah. a bit of a comparison to the old series, the person I would probably compare Allison to. Not Littlefinger. I would, com- I would dare take the leap and say compare auto high tower to. Um, oh. What's him call it? What, what is his name? Oh my god, Tywin Lannister. No, Tywin oh. Lannister. I thought you were about to to throw Alice. I thought you were about to put the Sansa glass on, on the Sansa glass. <laughs> okay, on no. Okay, Allison right now was way cooler than Sansa okay. ever was at the beginning. I, th- I thought you were about to. I thought you were about to drop the Sansa hammer on somebody. Yes. She knows what yeah. she's doing. <laughs> There's some thumbs down windows in your uh, view there. Okay, oh so god. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> But okay, so you've only seen an episode and a half. Yeah. But you, but you read thumbs the book. Thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, for this one, I'm gonna put thumbs in the middle because I can't really decide. Mostly because it was filler, and it's filler not only in the show but also in the book. Because this, Damon taking Dragonstone and Damon taking, like having like a the concubine that was pregnant because that's the word they use in the book. They don't use whore; they say concubine. Mm-hmm. But um. Like, she actually was pregnant, but then, like, she ended up losing the baby, and he ended up having to, like, go back to his wife, his actual wife, and she was not Mm. very happy with him, as one would assume. Jerry, Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, Jerry. Ain't no no Jerry back in the day. Damon Targaryen. You are not the father! And there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps on a dragon, flies around, and comes back. Hutch, you had a question there. The question uh, I, I don't have no question. You had your hand raised. I, I did have it raised, but I, I smarted it up. I took it down. Yeah. It, honestly, it's, I, I don't know where I, I, I two episodes in. I'm probably two thumbs down. It's, 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 it's renewed for a second season. I wish I had That's four amazing. hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got renewed for a second season, uh, and but right now it's a whole lot of nothing. Look, a show called House of the Dragons. You better get some dragons in there besides just 
you know, I mean, you if you saw the preview for the next episode, you saw some dragon fire and people getting burnt up in this battle with the crab people. So, like, I think you're going to get a little bit of that. I just don't think you're going to get to the level of violence that we've seen in the previous one because, I mean, I'm slowly coming around to Hutch's side on this. Like, they're just not going to do it. They're going to allude to it. But they're not going to give you the violence that we you got in the first season, which again, at, at or, or the was unnecessary the as well. But there's probably a way to tell it with a little bit of violence and not going over the top. But you know how this goes. So, I mean, uh, I I think the best thing this show has going for it is that it's not that retelling the Confederate history by the Game Throne Game of Thrones creators. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly. yes, whatever. It, it, as long as we didn't get that, yes, I guess sure. we can sit through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bastardized version of the man in the high tower anyway. But anyway, all right. So uh, this is going to conclude episode two. Uh, you can find this podcast on Southland, actually Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, you can look for this on the YouTube channel. Uh, search at Rose Comics. Be there. We'll be back for episode three. I think we determined that this was eight or ten episodes. Ten, I think. It was a lot. It was more than two. And it's, um, and so under we'll, under two. $20 million episode almost. Jeez, please. That sounds crazy. $20 million episode. Wow. So we'll, uh, we'll be back for episode three. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more action, a little bit more drama, a little less 12-year-olds trying to marry 50-year-old men. That would really be great. Um, so uh, as producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Late Dragon, so go ahead and sign off. Adios, everyone. All right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Grand Maestro Beavis. Go ahead and sign off. Y'all know why I'm here. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yes, those nails. My nails. Hush, don't get fired. Uh, I can't help it. Oh, yeah. Good luck to this show. Good luck to us. <laughs> good luck to us for watching it. All Eight right, we'll more weeks. Yeah, we'll see everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.